TCU recruiting was on fire this weekend. Two four-star safeties from the high school ranks, a couple transfer cornerbacks, and a transfer wide receiver. We'll break it all down next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs. We're coming at you on a Sunday afternoon, which is rare, but there was a ton of recruiting news this weekend at TCU, and so we're going to break that down. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Horn Frogs. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you are um, digesting this, the audio version that is. We'd love to have your subscription either way. So TCU, I was talking about the transfer portal last week and some of the different guys that TCU have been involved in. And they got a couple commits from some corners that I didn't talk much about so far because I honestly didn't know how much TCU had been in communication with them or how interested those players were. Uh, but they kicked off the weekend by getting a commitment from JUCO Corner, uh, Channing Canada. Channing comes over from Trinity Valley Community College. He's from Louisiana originally. And Canada was the top JUCO corner in the nation. So the number one JUCO cornerback in the nation. Big rangy frame, six foot tall, 185 pounds. Um, somebody even come in there and play lockdown coverage. So looking at his stats from Trinity Valley, didn't really have interceptions, but you quickly realize as you dig deeper, it was because teams just simply did not throw the ball at him. He had uh, five pass breakups a couple of years ago, four pass breakups this year. Here's an insane stat, though, that I heard over the weekend. And this, this still is just incredible to me. Only allowed 10 yards receiving on the year. Like when he was in coverage, when he was in man-to-man coverage, only allowed 10 yards receiving on the year. And I don't really care um, what level of football you're in. I know he's coming over from the JUCO ranks. That's just absolute insanity that you could basically hold, you know, people not even to a first down for an entire season when you're in coverage. And um, this is a player that can come in right away, and I expect him to play. TCU's going to need help at that corner position um, because Travis Hodges-Tomlinson, I assume, will move on. Josh Newton could move on if he wanted to. I don't know what his, his thought process is. I think he could benefit from another year in school after having a really great year this year. But guys like Kean Stewart will probably be gone. I imagine Noah Daniels will be gone, even though um, it never really clicked for Noah, unfortunately. He didn't get to play a ton on the field the last few seasons of some of those other corners. Um, emerge. But Channing Canada, I expect him to come in and be ready to get positive snaps right away. And uh, yeah, he tore it up in the JUCO ranks. It was the number one JUCO corner in the country. So he'll be coming in looking to play at TCU. Another player that TCU got a commitment from that I was really pleasantly surprised that they got him. Avery Helm from Fort Bend, uh, Texas. I believe he plays high school block Fort Bend Marshall. But he's been at Florida for the past few seasons. And Brandon Olson from Locked On Gators, I saw him put this stat out earlier. TCU had an in-home visit with Helm, um, you know, right as the, the season kind of ended and they went on the break. And I, I saw that, but I knew that he was going to get a ton of attention elsewhere because this is a, a guy that played at a high level at the SEC for the last few seasons. Um, he's 6'2", 170. So I think what you're seeing here, Joe Gillespie, he wants he wants tall, long, rangy corners. Like that's the the type of guys that he's looking for. And you see with Canada, you see with Helm, 
two guys that are, you know, over six feet tall. He really wants players that can hold up, you know, physically against some of these big wide receivers. But here's what Brandon Olson from Locked On Gators had to say about Avery Helm. This was his season in 2022. Ten games, 143 cover snaps. He was targeted 16 times, only allowed six catches for 100 yards, zero touchdowns, two pass breakups, a 59.4 passer rating, 10 tackles, and three pressures. He did not allow catches against Utah, Eastern Washington, Missouri, LSU, Georgia, or South Carolina. So that's uh, six games out of your season where he did not allow catches. And similar to Canada, not a guy that necessarily had a bunch of INTs, it was simply because he did his job so well that teams were like, oh, yeah, don't want to mess with that guy. We're not going to throw it his way. So Avery Helm, I mean, he's played at the SEC for the past couple of seasons and has been a fantastic corner. That's another guy. He can step in right away. And he should be able to function fine. He should be able to thrive and excel in this defense. And if you have corners, and we saw this with Gary Patterson's defense for a long time, if you have corners that can, pl- can play and can hold up in man coverage, it makes everything on your defense so much simpler and so much easier. And we saw it this year with the Thorpe Award winner and Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Um, I think TCU is developing a reputation that's been there for a little while of this is a place where Carlton Buckles can come coach you up. You know, Jeremy Modkins left. And he was a great coach. He was one of those guys. I was like, man, I really hope they can hold on to him. But Buckles there with the corners. Uh, Paul Gonzalez with the safeties. Joe Gillespie just over the whole defense. Just had a Thorpe Award winner and Travis Hodges Tomlinson come to TCU and you can play corner at a high level and hopefully move on to get drafted in the league. But both these players, this is super exciting for TCU. I knew they were on TCU's radar. I just didn't know what the interest level was from those guys. But you have Channing Canada and Avery Helm coming in. And these are players that can walk in the room right away and they're going to be ready to roll. I mean, they don't they don't need a ton of onboarding time. They're not going to need, you know, a lot of coaching up. Um, they can just get in the system and get after it. So two huge gets in the transfer portal because this corner room, for the last few years, they've had a lot of experience there. They've had guys that can just come in and kind of play, um, and they haven't had to worry about it. This season will have some younger guys. So you dip into the portal, you get some experienced players, that can uh, step in and make things happen right away. That's huge news for this TCU football team. So Avery Helm from Florida and then Channing Canada um, from Trinity Valley Community College. Those guys committed to TCU over the weekend, and they are going to be ready to rock and roll as the season starts. Um, we got more Locked on Horn Frogs coming up after the break here. We're going to talk about an Alabama wide receiver that's joining the fold at TCU. Also, we got two four-star safeties that are coming in at TCU as well. Before we do that, though, I do want to mention one of our sponsors, LinkedIn. You see the overlay here. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. LinkedIn jobs is a place to go to hire. You know, if you work uh, a small business, if you own a small business, if you're in the business of hiring people, the toughest thing to do, but the most important thing to do is to get good help. Find talent, talent acquisition. That's what we're talking about today with recruiting. It's one of the biggest jobs if you own a small business or if you're in the business of hiring folks. And LinkedIn is a place to go because of that brand name recognition. Everybody knows LinkedIn. They know what it is. They know where to go. Um, It's the best place to try to find a job, and it's the best place for you 
to try to find talent for your business. They have simple screening questions and other tools that allow you to weed down that pool a little bit so you don't have to wade through 700 applications. You can find the folks that are right for you and right for your job. You can post it for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. One more time. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All right. It is locked on horn frogs. Let's keep it rolling here. Um, two safeties join the fold at TCU, part of their 2023 class. Jamal Johnson, um, he is a safety from Arlington Seguin, stands at 6'1, 185 pounds, had offers from Texas, Alabama, Arizona. Arizona State, really impressive offer list from Johnson as he comes over. The, the 247 uh, sports profile on him says he has ideal size and length at six foot plus, possesses growth potential to add weight and frame, displays great athleticism on both sides of the ball, great athlete that shows ability to transition in and out of breaks quickly, utilizes his length well in press coverage and at the point of attack, and has good ball skills. Um, he was the District 5A. Uh, Division II Freshman of the Year um, back in 2019 and earned first-team All-District honors as a sophomore, junior, and senior in consecutive years. So Jamal Johnson, he's joining the fold there at TCU. Um, and another player who committed to the Frogs over the weekend, Radon Fontenet. And he had an impressive offer list as well. He was actually originally a Utah commit. And, you know, Kyle Whittingham, really impressive if you watch that Pac-12 championship game and if you watch the Utes lately, they play defense. They're a tough, nasty, physical football team. So the fact that Kyle wanted Redon, I think, says a lot about him, his potential. Another safety, 6'1", 189 pounds. He's from Freeport, Texas. Plays at Brat played his ball at Brazosport High School. Um, and he commits to TCU for the 2023 class. Your 2023 football class now has 23 commits. They rank 17th overall um, in the two, four, and seven national rankings. They're the third ranked team in the Big 12. And man, there are a lot of, with, with, for, with Fontenet and Johnson joining the fold, there are a lot of safeties in this 2023 class. Um, I'm, I'm counting them right now. It looks like they have five, six, yeah, six safeties in this class. Now, that's not shocking if you watch this defense because you know how important safety play is. You saw that when uh, Nuke Bradford um, and Bud Clark were healthy, it was a completely different defense. You got, you know, basically three guys in the back end that are playing at all times. Uh, Mark Perry came over from Colorado and has done a nice job. And, and you have players that have to play in hybrid roles, right? Like they have to come up and make plays in the run game, but you also have to have that ability to get into coverage. And you look at the size and the athleticism that they're getting with these guys. It's, I mean, it's players that can come in and play different positions, can play multiple, can be physical, can hang out and, and stay up in coverage. That's the type of dynamic safety play they're going to need. So not shocking that they're going after a lot of these different players. And we'll see if there's some position flex too. Maybe a few of them end up more in the corner role, more in the um, or the coverage role, more in the kind of in the box safety. We'll have to see how that plays out. But they go get Jamal Johnson from Arlington Seguin, and then uh, Radon Fontenet from Brazosport High School down there in Freeport, Texas. Both over six feet tall. Both you know good frames. 
athletic guys that can go play. Um, Fontenet was actually, you know, TCU was competing with Vanderbilt for him, but after an official visit a couple weekends ago, they were able to lock down that commitment. This team is recruiting at a high, high level right now. You know, we saw it with uh, with Coach P, even late in his tenure, they were still able to acquire talent and do a good job of getting guys, you know, from the high school ranks, having classes that were ranked in the top 30. I mean, barring any sort of, you know, crazy decommitment lists between now and, and Wednesday, which will be early signing day, I don't really see a way where TCU is not standing in the top 20 or top 25. I think they could go even higher. I feel like this is a class that can finish in the top 15 in the national rankings, which is, you know, a stratosphere that TCU has never really had consistently. But even in some one-off years coming off success, it hasn't always clicked and happened. And you're, you're seeing a team that is uh, – getting things done at a high level in the field. And that's translating to a coaching staff. That's really personable is great at building relationships. And so that's culminating in just a, a great sort of perfect storm of commits here down the stretch. You know, they, they're good at building relationships and then they can say, Hey, there's results here too, right? Like we're, we're getting it down the football field. We're taking care of our guys off the field as well. We want you to be a part of it. Really impressive stuff by Sonny Dykes and company. And the transfer portal is a huge player in college football now. And they're at the forefront of that. And this is what they did well at SMU when he was there. They kind of became a, a school that was a good bounce back destination. It was like, hey, if you go somewhere and it doesn't work out, but you're from the Metroplex originally, come back home. And they did that with the last player I want to talk about today, which is JoJo Earl, the wide receiver from Alabama, played at Alito. We've talked about him some of the first, uh, over the last week. He made his commitment official over the weekend. Earl coming to TCU had 12 catches for 155 yards and two touchdowns this season in Alabama. In his freshman year, he had 12 catches for 148 yards. Um, so hasn't seen the field a ton on offense. Did see the field some on special teams. Has dealt with some injuries. Uh, he's rated a four-star on 247 now, but if you look back at his high school days, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, top 50 player. I mean, like, this is the type of guy that everybody wanted. He ended up at Alabama. LSU was heavily involved. TCU um, was involved because of that hometown connection to Alito. It just didn't really happen. But he he decides to leave Alabama. Where does he end up? He ends up at Fort Worth. Another player, he's going to be ready to play right away. You're losing uh, Tay Barber. You're losing Darius Davis most likely. So JoJo can step in the slot. He's a smaller, shiftier guy with a lot of speed, 5'10", 177 pounds, so not necessarily the guy that's going to stand up on the outside, but they have players that fill that role. They need help at that slot receiver position. So this is a perfect fit for TCU. He can come in and be productive, um, and it's another big-time get out of the transfer portal. That's three players with Channing Canada, Avery Helm, and now JoJo Earl, two of those corners. Canada coming over from Trinity Valley. Helm coming over from Florida, and now JoJo Earl from Alabama. We'll see if Tommy Brockermeyer makes it to TCU. It, you know, it was, seemed to be trending that way. He's a big offensive lineman from Alabama. So this coaching staff is doing work in the transfer portal. They're doing work in the high school ranks. We will have more coverage of this all week long on Locked on Horn Frogs, early signing day on Wednesday. Stay tuned. Subscribe on YouTube. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team.